Chapter 1 The Incarnation is true, not of Christ exclusively, but of man universally and God everlastingly. James Martineau APF Officer Agent Marcel Laurent boarded Maggie Sullivan's ship with her passengers. She had already transmitted her flight plan to Mission Control, but the anti-religion police force favored intimidation tactics. In the five years Maggie had piloted her own starship, nothing about the APF surprised her anymore. Janice Joplin greeted the four newcomers. Red alert! Abort mission! Maggie grinned and patted the colorful, genetically enhanced parrot who perched on her left shoulder. Cheeky bird you've got there, Agent Laurent said, his French accent slight but noticeable. Janice Joplin is a woman who speaks her mind. Does she sing the blues too? Professor Cohen asked. Maggie was surprised the man knew of the iconic musician from four centuries ago, but then recalled that he was a cultural anthropologist. Actually, she favors rock songs. Rock on out, Janice said. The professor grinned. She's quite a little individual, isn't she? He gestured to his companions. Captain Sullivan, allow me to introduce my daughter and nurse, Judy, and my assistant, Eli Newman. Please call me Peter. Maggie made her usual quick assessments. Robust and energetic, Peter twinkled and didn't look in need of a nurse. But it wouldn't have been the first time a passenger had justified an off-world excursion by making a loved one appear indispensable to the mission. He and Judy had both adopted the beat culture as their masquerade personas and appeared to have the beatnik masks down to a T. They both wore snug black clothing, including the requisite black berets. He had a goatee and horn-rimmed glasses. She had long, straight black hair, and her smoky eye makeup completed the look. Eli's mask, on the other hand, was retro cowboy. Very hunky retro cowboy. And the intense energy he radiated managed to unsettle Maggie. It had been a long time since a man had given her the stomach flutters, and she tried not to let her fluster show. He was tall and rugged-looking, with dark hair and sexy chin stubble. Most disarming, however, was his dazzling smile. Maggie was frankly surprised by the fact that these government-sanctioned, respectable academics, Professor Cohen had even won the Nobel Prize for anti-religious studies, had adopted masks at all, let alone those favored by rebels. In a world devoid of individualism, people had found a way to declare their uniqueness. As hard as those in power had tried to squelch the masquerade, it was one area they found unable to control. Ultimately, the One World Government had decided to pick its battles elsewhere. Agent Laurent cleared his throat and regarded Maggie with an expression of disapproval. I've heard about you, your parrot, pirate's eye patch, and retro hippie mask. Didn't believe it, had to see for myself. I don't understand the blending of pirate touches with your mask. It's a matter of concern. Do you fancy yourself a pirate?
When we grant permission for humans to go off-world, we expect stellar behavior. Do you know why ancient pirates actually wore eye patches, Agent? Maggie asked. He didn't respond. To keep one eye dark-adapted, so they could defend themselves equally well above or below deck. When I emerge from a hyperdrive, there's a momentary power failure, and I flip the patch. It's safer. Laurent glanced at the parrot on her shoulder. Janice entertains me.